right, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve, the scoliosis experience. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and today we're going to be talking about simple corrections for moms with scoliosis. This is something that comes up pretty frequently in conversation with people who are going through their pregnancies the first time around, um, possibly having multiple children, considering having multiple children, and they remember the toll that their bodies took after their pregnancy and having to do all these heavy lifting tasks that they didn't really think to train for. And there's little adjustments and modifications you can do with all of these movements um, to help protect your back and just help you to move in a way that is beneficial and it hurts a lot less. So uh, we're going to be talking about six different things that you do as a mother that you might not be thinking about um, how to position yourself in the best way. And the six things we're going to be talking about are feeding, uh, caring and wearing your baby, lifting and carrying items such as a car seat or your child, diaper changes and washing dishes, pushing the stroller and co-sleeping. So we're going to start off by talking about feeding positioning. Um, so whenever you're considering your feeding position, you want to try as best as you can to have both feet flat on the ground and sit in a balanced way on your hips. So with scoliosis, we often tend to sit off to uh, one side, and that's usually on the side of our primary convexity or primary curve. We like to lean into that side and put more pressure down into that hip. So it's helpful to think about putting more pressure into the opposite hip and lifting yourself up and over to the opposite side a little bit. So that's not just side bending over to that side. It's actually lifting up and then just pressing down into that other hip a little bit. The other thing to help with this position is using pillows or a boppy to bring your baby up to you instead of you hunching over to bring yourself to your baby. Um, that's something that can be a little bit challenging when you're in the middle of the night and you just wanna get the feeding over and done with, but it can definitely save you a lot of pain and um, discomfort in the future. And then the last thing is possibly putting a pillow at your lumbar spine to give your lower back a little bit of extra support and put your pelvis into a better position or um, and or using your wedges as well to prop yourself and support your major convexities of your spine. The next thing we're going to talk about is baby wearing and caring. So for the first um, six weeks, it's recommended that you carry your baby in your front. Um, that way you have easy access. You can just lean over real quick and, you know, kiss it, comfort uh, your, your child. Um, and then also it is 
keeping the weight central. So, and close to the body. Um, as you get further along, um, and your child is increasing in weights and length, um, you may want to wear your child in shorter bouts, um, and work your way up to longer bouts because it turns that activity actually into like a resistance exercise by carrying, um, them around, um, when considering your carrier that you're using, you want to make sure that it's supportive enough that the um, the weight of your baby isn't drawing you forward into a rounded shoulder position. And um, also that can be achieved through um, the carrier having kind of a crisscross in the back um, of your back. So instead of just having straps that run straight up and down, having that crisscross, that is also a little bit of a posture reinforcer too. So it'll kind of cue you as you begin leaning forward, you'll feel that pressure of the X at your shoulder blades. And it'll kind of remind you to be more upright. Um, if you find yourself really gripping and clenching at your glutes, that's probably an indication that your carrier isn't either fitted to you properly or supportive enough. The next thing is lifting and carrying your car seat. So um, whenever we are going to pick something up from the ground, we want to make sure that you're hinging and you're bending from the hips instead of rounding and bending from your back. It'll feel like you're really sticking your bottom out to sit back into a chair. Um, so you wanna make sure that you're squatting down low enough that you can pick the baby up and keep it in close or whatever you're picking up lift it up and keep it in close to your midline. So you don't want to be carrying something around with your arms extended out in front of you um, that pulls you away from your center of gravity and ends up increasing the stress and strain on your back. You also want to carry it in front of you and not out to the side. The tendency with somebody who has scoliosis is to always carry things on your hip glide side if you have one. And it just happens pretty naturally because you have a little bit of a natural shelf there because of your hip glide. So making sure that we are um, trying as best as we can to carry right in front of you. If you have to carry something off to the side, making sure that while you're carrying it off to the side that you're not pushing your hip out even further as you're carrying it, just try and keep your hips balanced underneath of your pelvis and everything stacked on top of each other. So that means your head, your shoulders, your ribs, hips, all are staying um, as stacked as possible. Okay, next we're going to talk about diaper changes and standing for a long period of time while you're washing dishes. So, you know, with having a baby, 
Um, you have to be cleaning a lot of <laughs> things that you probably weren't having to use before. So you're spending more time at the sink and uh, the changing table. And the tendency when we're working at something that is counter height is for us to really hinge at our hips in the opposite way that we should be hinging. So um, I mean, resting your hips on the counter and using that kind of as a fulcrum and a support as you're doing this task, instead of using the strength of your legs and your body to support you. So um, a couple of things to help you avoid resting your hips, either on the counter or the changing table. Uh, one of those ways is to open the bottom cabinet and step one foot up onto the ledge of that cabinet um, to give your lower back a little bit extra support and it puts you in a better alignment. And ideally, you'll want to put the foot opposite of your hip glide up onto that um, little ledge and spend a bit more time on that leg instead of the same side as the hip glide. Yes. Um, and the other thing you want to <laughs> consider uh, when you're doing those, if you don't have a little ledge, you can stagger your feet a bit. So that means just having one foot stepped ahead of the other instead of having them directly next to each other. Um, this gives you a better base of support. Um, and then you can kind of switch back and forth as you're doing your task, because a lot of times with the changing tables, they don't have a cabinet underneath. You could put a little step stool there to help as well. And then as always, you want to make sure that you're hinging at the hips instead of bending at the back while you're doing the changing of the diaper change. So that means just as best as you can, keeping one straight line from your head to your tailbone and then sticking your bottom out and hinging forward that way instead of keeping your hips straight up and down and then bending from the back and rounding the shoulders forward. So um, with having children as they grow, you're probably going to be using a stroller quite a bit. And a few things to consider while you're pushing the stroller is um, making sure that you are remaining nice and upright as possible. So it's easy when you're pushing something heavy to kind of hunch and round forward and lean forward while you're pushing that item. Um, you wanna make sure that you're keeping your head, your shoulders, your ribs, and your hips all stacked on top of each other as you're pushing the stroller around. And you wanna begin pushing as best as you can control this, you know, depending on where you live. I live in the low country and everything's flat anyway, we don't have hills, but you wanna start off pushing uh, the stroller on a flat surface instead of jumping right over to hills because the, um, the toll and the requirement of effort is obviously a lot higher 
when we're having to push uphill. So um, making your way, working your way towards hills eventually. The last thing I'm going to talk about is how to position yourself with co-sleeping. And this is similar to what my recommendations are for sleeping in general with scoliosis, but um, more than likely when you're co-sleeping, you're probably going to be sleeping on your side instead of on your back. So if you are able to um, take into consideration your curve type, you want to try and lay on the side of your primary concavity. This is the side that's more sunken in and um, likes to live away from the mattress if you're living or if you're laying on that side. That way, gravity is helping you over the course of the night come into a neutral alignment. Um, if you have to sleep on your primary convexity, I recommend using wedges or pillows to prop yourself up into more of a neutral alignment instead of kind of resting in that curve on that side. All right, so um, I hope that you found these tips helpful. I know it's a lot to consider, but you may just wanna uh, listen to this now, return to it later, take a couple notes, um, these little tips can save you a tremendous amount of discomfort and difficulty in the long run. Um, if you are interested in working together after you have given birth um, on your scoliosis, I would love to have a conversation with you about what it would look like to work together. Um, you can find me at thescoliotherapist.com and we can have a discussion about what it looks like to either work in person um, or virtually using Pilates for Scoliosis to help. Until next time, I hope that you have a great week.